1: Hi folks, this is Steve Moore. You're listening to More Money on WABC Talk Radio. We are with you every Saturday at 2 p.m. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Thank you especially to our regular listeners. Uh, This is the highlight of my week to speak to you about what's going on with the economy, what's going on in Washington with the politics, a little bit about what's happening with the financial situation, Uh, And I want to uh, do a shout out to my great friend, John Katsomedes, who is the owner and operator of this great radio station. I've said it many times that 77 Talk Radio WABC in New York is the number one talk radio station in the United States of America. So what a privilege it is to be able to join you. And we are not Just the number one radio show because we have a great reach. I mean, we do reach all the way up to Maine, down to North Carolina, but also because we have some of the smartest uh, and most intelligent and articulate listeners. And that's why I always, not always, but most of the time, I take your calls at the end of the show because this is freedom of speech radio. I want people to call in to tell me uh, what you think about the ideas that we're discussing. And so at about uh, 20 till two or so i will be uh taking your calls and uh i can't wait to hear what you say about what's going on in america today so let me get right down to it i am very disturbed about what's happening in washington right now i think we are a rudderless ship i think we have a president who i don't know what is going on with him inside his head but the policy decisions that are being made Whether it's foreign policy decisions, whether it's border policies, whether it's monetary policies, whether it's our tax and budget policies, I don't see anything I agree with, folks. And I'm not here to bash Joe Biden. I really believed that if he won the election, I took his word for it, that he would not be... Bernie Sanders, but he would be more like Bill Clinton, that he would be more like a centrist Democrat. Now, you all know I was an economic advisor to Donald Trump. I think the country made a mistake uh, in not re-electing him because he was an amazing champion of a strong economy and putting America first. But the voters spoke, and we I don't want to get into the argument about whether there was cheating or stealing in the election. I'm going to bypass that. But I'll simply say that every day that goes on, I think Americans realize that a big mistake was made in this country, uh, that Joe Biden and less so Kamala Harris are just not ready to lead. To lead. And I wanna refer if I could to, uh, to the speech or the press conference that, uh, that President Biden uh, gave, I think it was either Wednesday or Thursday, I forget which day it was, when he did his soak the rich, sock it to the rich, eat the rich, I said earlier today on Larry Kudlow's radio show that that it sounded more like Che Guevara or Karl Marx than it did an American president who believes in the American idea and in the American dream that everyone in this great country su- can succeed and we don't tear down people when they succeed. That's the great thing about America. Yeah, we got a lot of millionaires and billionaires in this country. We a lot of we have a lot of people who make over a hundred thousand dollars. In fact, uh, about forty percent of Americans make over a hundred thousand uh, dollars right now which is a big salary and most times in history and, and everywhere in the world you'd be considered super rich if you had an income of a hundred thousand dollars so something is is very right about our economy we have a free enterprise system that allows people to succeed and allows people to fail fail we do have a safety net i've lost jobs everybody probably listened to this show at one time of your life has lost a job if you haven't you're lucky because it's a painful thing to go through. But what we try to do is allow people to get back on their feet, right? We allow them, we give them a safety net, that's where we got net, so they don't fall. But then we put in policies, hopefully, that cut people back into the workforce, getting back into productive jobs, and hopefully uh, back on the economic ladder. And you know, the economic ladder is so amazing in America. I was just looking at the numbers of, uh, that came out Earlier this week, on the Census Bureau data on how Americans are doing in terms of poverty rates and economics. And it really was kind of amazing what's happened over the last 20, or 25, 30, 40 years. I think it actually dates back to the election of Ronald Reagan. We've seen, you've heard me say this before, the Dow Jones Industrial Average 40 years ago was at 1,000. And today, the Dow Jones Industrial Average is at 35,000. So anybody who has invested, one of my lessons to young people listening to the show were people. You know who are not not necessarily young, but not retired. Is if you're in stocks for the long run, you're going to make a huge amount of money. You know every time you've got money to save, especially if you're in your 20s or 30s. You kidding? The seven eight uh, percent compounded rate of inflation uh, is is amazing. You'll retire as a pension millionaire if you start putting your money in the uh, in the market early. And that was the lesson of the last 40 years. It was free market capitalism that created the tens and tens of millions of new jobs. Government doesn't create jobs. I'm so sick and tired of people saying, oh, the government's gonna have this program and that program, we're gonna create all these jobs with all these government subsidies. Come on, it's not government. Look, the only way that the government can uh, create a job is if there's a private sector job to create that government job, right? I mean, wh- how? where else does the government get the money except from the from the private sector which from which all, um, wealth is created i'm not saying i'm not i'm not an anarchist i do think we need government to set the rules of our economy to to make sure we have roads and bridges and infrastructure and safety and uh national security and yes a safety now what i'm saying is we don't want the government to be picking winners and losers and (coughs) excuse me deciding where investments should be made i just don't think politicians are very good at that and so i heard joe biden pontificate about how the free market system isn't working. We need to soak the rich and everything is going to be free. You know, your college is going to be free. Your community college is going to be free. You don't, you don't have to pay back your student debt. You, uh, you're you going to have free kindergarten for parents, free childcare. You, if you can't pay your rent, the government's going to pay for it. If you can't pay food, people are going to put food on your table. And not temporarily, these are going to be temporary solutions. It's a government takeover of a healthcare system. So folks, what I am trying to tell you and this is an impassioned plea because this past week, I joined up with Larry Kudlow and the great Brooke Rollins, who is uh, American First Policies Institute, and Adam Brandon at Freedom Works, and uh, some of the folks at Heritage Foundation, uh, my great, great friend and mentor, Jim DeMint, who was one of the great senators of all time is now runs a group called Conservative Partnership Institute, and many other groups, Alec, uh, with my friend Lisa Nelson. We are going to form a coalition of Americans around this country to say, save the country, kill this bill. This three and a half trillion, by the way, I'm not gonna use the number three and a half trillion dollars to describe the price tag anymore. The real number, the real cost of this bill folks is not three and a half trillion dollars, it's five trillion. They're using phony accounting or as, D, as Donald Trump would say, fake accounting to say, this is only gonna cost three and a half trillion dollars. What they're doing is they're not counting the last three years of the spending costs, right? And so they're saying, oh, all the programs are gonna go away. Of course, they're not gonna go away. Once you create a government program, those programs almost never go away. So this is a not a fire drill. This is the real thing. The left is trying to march this country towards socialism and towards bankruptcy and to a financial ruin. And we're creating a dependency culture where Americans will be dependent on government, not their own initiative. Whatever happened to pulling yourself up uh, by your bootstraps? Whatever happened to the American dream? What happened to the idea of being an aspirational society? Whatever happened to the idea that anybody in this country, whether you grow up poor, rich, black, brown, white, red, woman, you know, a man, whatever your race, culture, religion, anyone can succeed in this country. And so let us not tear down the system that it created the greatest country on earth. Let us not slay the golden goose that lays the golden eggs. Please, let's not do that. Let's not become Cuba. Let's not become North Korea. Let's not become France or Italy or these other countries that are suffering or Russia or China. Let us preserve the free enterprise system because this is what will make uh, keep america great so i'm going to be right back i have some great guests coming up we're going to talk about this and i want to take your calls folks i want to take your calls about here's the question for the day do you think that joe biden and the democrats are trying to kill the goose that lays the golden eggs my answer to that is yes but i want to hear people on both sides you know folks i said this every week If you're a Democrat, if you're a liberal, if you're a progressive and you don't agree with me, I wanna hear you. I wanna hear you say where I'm wrong in my thinking, okay? I'm not perfect. I get a lot of things wrong. Most things I think get right, but my wife will tell you I'm not (laughs) far far from perfect. But if you don't agree with me, tell me why you think what Joe Biden is doing is right. I think tearing down the rich is stupid. We need a system that tries to make poor people rich, not rich people poor tearing down the rich, tearing down the people who own small businesses. It's not the solution to America. Redistribution is not the solution. We need wealth creation. We need jobs. We need the spirit of enterprise in this great country of ours. I will be right back. You're listening to More Money on 77 Talk Radio, WABC.
2: This is More Money with economist Steve Moore. Now, Steve Moore. Welcome back folks, this is
1: Steve Moore you're listening to More Money on 77 Talk Radio WABC. I want to remind you, make a plea to you. If you like what you're hearing, if you believe in the free enterprise system, if you share my belief that we have to do everything we can to protect our small businesses and make America the greatest country on earth or keep America the greatest country on earth, we already are, and and put America first, then please go to my website, Committee to Unleash Prosperity. And please sign up for our, uh, what do we call our prosperity hotline? It comes out every morning, uh, five mornings a week. We have a great team. You can; It's not a lengthy thing. You can read it in five or six minutes. There's a lot of humor in it. We really, we uh, try to get bring you up to date what's going on with politics, the economy. It has a free market bent. And if you want marching orders every day about what's going on, you want to be the smartest person in the room, please get it. So just go to Committee on Unleashed Prosperity, sign up for the hotline. And by the way, it's free. I'm not selling you anything, folks. This is free. I want you to have it. I want your friends to get it. I want 5 million people to be getting this. Right now, we've got about 100,000 people who get it. So please spread the word. Okay, my great friend, we, we've been talking for the last, 10 or 15 minutes on this show about what I call is uh, the assault against small businesses and the assault that's going on in this country against people who are successful and a, an assault, frankly, on the American dream. And so I was thinking when I was preparing the show, who do I need to get on the show that knows a little something about the American dream, who has achieved the American dream and has become, you know, a, a, an employer of, Thousands and thousands of people is successful, built himself up from his bootstraps, which is the American way, right? He wasn't given his money, he, he made it the old fashioned way. He went out and, and, and built a business and earned it. And I'm talking about Julio Gonzalez. Julio, thanks so much for joining us today.
0: Dave, it's such a pleasure. And I do love your newsletter, I love getting it every morning.
1: So, um, Julio, first, can you tell my listeners a little bit about your background? And do you agree with my premise? that we are very much at a, at a uh, crossroads in America today with this massive government spending, borrowing and tax bill. Oh,
0: Steve, it, it feels like, you know, my family came from Cuba. It feels like we're going back here in the United States, right? I mean, we've gone from socialism to communism in literally 200 days under Biden, where they want to raise the taxes, keep the businesses shut down and make the employers, employees, stay at home and get paid for free. So it's been a horrible, horrible trip with uh, Biden so far. And uh, But thanks goodness for everything you're doing out there with all the governors across the country to at least keep these states open, fight hard to stop this massive tax increase so that we can continue to you know, work and hire people. And so we're so thankful for everything you're doing.
1: So I'm uh, having a little trouble hearing you, Julio. So if, uh, Mr. Producer, if you could start, turn up the volume a little bit, because uh, I'm sure our listeners heard, but I was having a little problem uh, hearing what Julio was saying. But uh, Julio, um, tell me what you think is the most, some of the most dangerous things about this bill with respect to our businesses because you know without employers like you there are no jobs you know there's this attitude in washington that jobs come from politicians but of course jobs come from entrepreneurs and businessmen and women who build up great companies as you have so when you look at this bill and the trillions of dollars of new taxes on on, uh, on small businesses and people who are successful. And are, uh, by the way, the taxes under this bill, American businesses under this bill, if it were to pass, would have higher tax rates than the businesses in China. How crazy is that?
0: Well, Steve, it's, you're right, it's the taxes, right? If you're in certain states, your taxes are gonna be over 60%, up to close to 70%. And Steve, you know, we worked really hard to get the taxes drop for small businesses everywhere in this country under the tax reform, so that the government, although they're always going to be your partner, aren't, you know, a massive part, partner with you. And so we're going to go from 21% to over 70% for small businesses, and there's no ability to retain income, to hire, to invest in your business, and that's the biggest, you know, roadblock to small businesses, the high taxes that they're bringing into this equation under their new tax reform.
1: And so, um, you know, I've always been in favor uh, of a you know, you do a lot of work in tax law and tax preparation, and you're, you're a true expert on the tax code. And, you know, one of the partners, my partners uh, in the Committee to Least Prosperity is of course, Steve Forbes. And, and you know, Steve as well. And Steve was, is, I, I consider Steve to be the godfather of the flat tax. And I've always thought that was a great idea to try to get rid of a lot of the special interest loopholes in the tax system. Keep it really simple. uh, A a flat rate tax where everybody pays a, a low rate, maybe 17 or 18%, but you get rid of all the special interest provisions. You provide people with... a with a, a, a exemption for themselves and their kids. So nobody up to the poverty level pays any taxes. But above that, everybody pays a rate. So Julio, if you make 10 times more money than I do, you pay 10 times more tax. And, and I've always said it's a fair and sensible and pro-growth tax system. What say you? Well,
0: I agree with you. I think the flat tax rate is something that should get done. You know, it's tried before. Um, they've talked about consumption tax as well. But I agree with you, the flat tax, right? Keep it low enough so that businesses can grow, individuals can grow and invest and put that money back into the economy. I think that's the right way. And I agree with you and Steve Forbes.
1: So when you hear people talk about this bash the rich, and I'm so sick of it. I mean, I as I was saying earlier, I don't know if you heard my opening comments this morning, but I just, I was, I thought President Biden's um, press conference on Thursday was just really beyond the pale. It wasn't it wasn't America that he was talking about. It was basically bash the rich. They're evil people if they've made money. People like you are evil because you've gotten rich and and I know that you've built up a great business and you as I said earlier played employed hundreds and hundreds of people, probably thousands over your lifetime. I don't know why you're a villain, but what is this is not America, is it? To to go after people who have have, succeeded in this country it's like saying you know lebron james we should tear him down because he's the greatest basketball player or oprah winfield winfrey we should take all her money away from her what is going on with the left that they want to tear people down rather than rise people up
0: well i think really it's the route to socialism right that's what happened in cuba steve i mean at some point in the late 50s they said we're gonna tax the rich we're gonna take away every you know, asset from them. And this is their path to socialism, tax the rich, redistribute the wealth to the people that don't pay taxes and make them dependable on the people that do pay taxes. And like, how does that work in New York? How does that work in California when they raised all the taxes there? They left, they went to Texas, they went to Florida. And now, you know, the rich here,
1: Julio, Julio, um, I couldn't agree with you more. I think you are, um, you are the face of, of, uh, small business entrepreneurship. I am, I am disgusted by what's going on in this country where we would now have a tax rate of 45% um, it, on our small businesses, on our small business. One last question before we go to break. One of the things that really concerns me about this bill, Julio, is the idea of um, putting 40 billion, $40 billion more money into the IRS and hiring 75,000, 75,000 new IRS agents and auditors. I find that to be invasive. I find it to be an endangerment of our freedoms and liberties that the IRS is going to go through every private transaction that we go through. Uh, you saw that the IRS now, now wants to look into people's bank accounts with less than as much as uh, transactions, as little as $500. You are a tax expert. What do you think about that?
0: Steve, this is history repeating itself. Obama put this in place with Biden as the vice president, and after six months, they shut down that whole department, figured out it was a waste of money, figured out that in these audits and these bank reviews that the rich actually – pay taxes and that they're not avoiding taxes and that they don't play games that they just hire good accounts and good tax attorneys and so this is this history back to the future we did this it didn't work they disbanded it after six months and realized that it was easier to go after you know other people but that the rich did it the right way
1: well uh, folks that's julio gonzalez he is uh, an amazing american entrepreneur a success story We need millions more success stories like Julio's. He is a great friend of, a personal friend, but he's also a great friend of Freedom and the free enterprise system. Julio, thank you so much for coming on today. I really hope that I can have you on in weeks to come as we fight this bill. We have got to defeat this bill, folks. As Larry Kudlow would say, we have to um, kill the bill and let's get back to a system of lower taxes, less regulation, Uh, a government that is restrained in its size and powers. Uh, This idea, for example, that the government can tell people if they must get vaccinated, I find that to be really offensive. We have a government that is out of control. We need to elevate the private sector, elevate our small businesses and American companies and American workers. And that doesn't happen by bigger government. So thank you, Julio, for joining us this afternoon. We will be right back. You're listening to more money. Um, I'm going to bring on next my good friend, uh, John Fund, who is a real expert on um, what is going on politically, and he's going to give us an update on where this dreadful, dreadful, bankrupt America bill right stands. So you're listening to 77 Talk Radio, at WABC. I'm Steve Moore. We'll be right back. welcome back folks you're listening to more money on 77 talk radio wabc thank you so much for joining us uh, this beautiful beautiful saturday afternoon from all over the east coast i think all over the country the, the weather is just absolutely splendid glorious today so i hope after you're done listening to this show you get out and uh and go into the park uh, go play with your kids get out and enjoy this beautiful sunshine and uh, 70s weather it is uh It is one of those days that makes you feel glad to be alive. So uh, I want to remind you all that in about 10 minutes, I'm going to start taking your calls on the More Money Hotline because the most fun that I have in the show, and I think that uh, one of the things that brings people back every week is that we listen to you. We want your voice. This is Freedom of Speech Radio. So uh, the question of the day is, I'm saying that this $5 trillion spending bill that Biden wants is going is going to kill the goose that lays the golden eggs, which is our private sector, our private businesses and workers. And the higher taxes and higher debt and higher spending are going to jeopardize our economy and make us poorer, not richer. I don't want the U.S. to be Cuba. I don't want the U.S. to be Mexico. I don't want the U.S. to be else, you know, uh, countries like El Salvador and Venezuela or even France and Spain and Italy. I want America to be the land of the free. So. Uh, nobody better to ask about this than my great friend, John Fund. John and I have known each other for at least 30 yeah. years. We've worked together. We overlapped at the Wall Street Journal editorial board. John uh, was the political minds of the editorial board for many, many years. And I was doing the economics. He was doing the politics. Now John is at National Review. He's also, I mentioned earlier, the Committee on Unleash prosperity hotline. Which I'm urging you to get. Just go to the Committee to Unleash Prosperity Committee to Unleash Prosperity uh, uh, um, website. Just sign up for it. It is free. I'm not selling you anything. It is free. I just want you to get it. But anyway, John writes all our political stuff for that uh, for that page. And John Fun, thank you so much for joining us today.
3: A pleasure, Steve. Well, I think the Biden bill is in trouble, and yes, it is the uh, you know the poison that would kill
1: the golden goose, but. I think the goose will resist the temptation to take the poison. So, John, let's talk about that. Uh, I, you, when you say you think it's in trouble, I agree with you. Uh, it, you know, you wrote this week about uh, the fact they couldn't get a lot of their key provisions passed. They're having trouble getting some of their price controls on the drug companies. They're having trouble getting the death tax increase. They're having trouble getting the funding for the IRS. They, there's a big debate about. Uh, bringing back the state and local tax deduction within the Democratic caucus. And then you've got problems like Joe Manchin. Tell us a little bit about this meeting that Joe Manchin had with the president, or at least what's been reported on this. It sounds like that meeting did not go very well. Well,
3: you know, there are two senators that everybody talks about in Washington as being obstacles to the Biden uh, blowout bill. And one of them is Joe Manchin. The other is Kirsten Sinema. Sinema doesn't talk much to national reporters, so we don't know much how that meeting went. But I am told that it didn't go well. But Manchin was immediately after meeting with the president coming out saying, well, the president's a fine man. I respect him. But I still think we need a pause on consideration of this bill. Inflation is high. This could make inflation worse. And uh, there's too much spending in it. So Biden turned down all of his powers of persuasion as president. But apparently so far, it's not moving Joe Manchin.
1: And so um, tell us about uh there's going to be a big uh, vote soon on the, on a couple issues, John. And this stuff is happening so quickly. Uh, number one, you've got the continuing resolution, and what that is—that's a fancy term for saying that we're going to run out of money for the budget. They, they, you know, with the regular budget that we pass, and by September 30th, they have to pass a an emergency spending bill so that the government has money for the programs like our national defense and highways and and uh, the supreme court and so on and uh and then you also have the democrats have to increase the debt ceiling by and i've heard that they want to increase the debt ceiling by like 7 trillion dollars which is you know i remember we used to do 1 trillion dollar debt ceiling increases this would be 7 trillion where do those things stand because my position just so you know john i am I'm, I'm opposed to any republican voting for either of those things. Democrats built, you know, they dug this ditch. They're going to have to figure a way out of it.
3: Well, they need 10 Republicans to raise the debt ceiling or, frankly, to pass a continuing resolution in the Senate. And as of now, Mitch McConnell is saying exactly what you're saying, which is they have the Senate, they have the House, they have the presidency, it's one-party government, and go govern.
1: Yep, yep. And do you you think that the other Republicans in the Congress agree with that? I hope they do. Well, you know, the one thing we've
3: learned about the Biden administration is Biden will say one thing one day and then he'll say something else the other day. They can't remember that. Remember back in May when he said, well, I'm going to veto the uh, infrastructure bill, uh, the 1.6 trillion trillion dollar infrastructure bill, Mm -hmm. if I don't get the bigger 3.5. Well, Biden, that was not a gaffe. That was Biden, you know, speaking truth. And so they don't trust him. And, you know, even the House Democratic moderates, you know, they insisting that Nancy Pelosi have a vote on the infrastructure bill on September 27th. So the Democrats are more divided than Republicans. This is hard to believe because normally it doesn't happen that way. And Nancy Pelosi's iron grip on her caucus, which has been complete up until now, I think is in real jeopardy.
1: Well, John, you're the one who was saying that there are, I forget the exact number, somewhere around 15 Democrats that are in pretty pretty much Republican districts right now that have to be. And by the way, those are suburb, mostly suburban districts, correct me if I'm wrong, that are fairly affluent. And those those people in those districts are getting clobbered with these tax increases.
3: Well, not only that, but um, you know, Nancy Pelosi is asking them to vote for all kinds of boondoggles. Um, right. And of course, you know, if you're in the suburbs in the Northeast, Steve, you know, the, the one thing you might care about Is you know the salt deduction for uh, state and local taxes, right?
1: Uh, And that's not in the bill. So what do you get out (laughs) of it?
3: All you just get you get hammered even more.
1: Now what do you make of? I I, want to get to a bunch of stuff before uh, I I lose you. I appreciate you coming on on a Saturday afternoon, John. Uh, What about some of these pork barrel giveaways in the tax bill? You you listed many of them in the hotline this week, but I I couldn't even believe it when you list. What about this one? They want to make union dues tax deductible
3: well i've heard of being pro-union but this is the an automatic <laughs> direct subsidy to unions and oh my God. Uh, you know the, the, the federal government is not supposed to pick winners and losers this is crowning a winner in this case but but the, my favorite deduction of all steve is this if you're <laughs> a local news media company that reports on local news you would get to deduct the 7.25 percent. Social Security payroll tax that employers have to pay. Uh, and that's a straight subsidy to you as a news media outlet. Well, Steve, a lot of national media companies own local <laughs> news outlets. Can you imagine them reporting fairly on the prov- on the b- provisions of this bill when they're oh. direct, uh, you know, beneficiary oh of a subsidy? I mean, that's Steve, called the, talk yeah, about, that, that's I know called the media the is liberal, of but talk about delivering for your base.
1: Oh, my God. I mean, you can't make this stuff up. Uh, so. um You know, when you think about it, the just the two that you just mentioned. uh, Well, the three they want to bring back the salt deduction, which is a special interest provision for people in in high tax states like New York and New Jersey and Connecticut. They want to. uh, They want to uh, make union dues tax deductible, which is a big wet kiss to the organized union. And by the way, only 7% of America's private sector workers are in unions, so it's just basically a big tax break for the union bosses. And then they want a tax break for the media. So it sounds like graft. This is just graft, this is a giveaway to the people who made the Democratic uh, win in the election possible. I mean, this is just, it's what do you call it? Pay to play, right?
3: Well, you know, Mayor Daley was once asked, you know, how in the world can you justify running the city of Chicago for the benefit of your friends and a few associates? And Mayor Daley was reported to have said, "To the victors go the spoils."
1: So and that's what uh, we're seeing kidding. here. And this is, and then I'll give you another one. You know, uh, the, it looks like there's going to be ten to twenty billion dollars more for people who make solar panels and wind wind after the 150000000000 billion we've union, already given. If they're the made win- with union labor. Only if they're made with union labor. <laughs> exactly. You know, as long as that, I think you're, say that again. So as long as it's made with union workers, right? You get yes. the break. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then that, my, my favorite one, and Larry Kudlow and I were talking about this earlier today, we we're laughing about it. The giveaway to people who are buying $100,000 Teslas, they can get a $7,500 tax credit? So the taxpayer is paying $7,500 for every purchase of a Tesla? Those those are $100,000 to $150,000 vehicles that nobody in the middle class or the, no poor person can buy a Tesla.
3: This is the Malibu Upper East Side Chicago Lakeshore (laughs) Subsidy.
1: Oh my God, you know, it's disgusting to me because I was privileged back a long 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 time ago to work with reagan on the tax reform act and what we did then john you recall you were (laughs) you were involved too we you know reagan's formula this was this was and by the way it wasn't just reagan it was bill bradley it was dick Gephardt. it was sam nunn these were democrats who believed that the best way to fix the tax system was to lower the tax rates and get rid of all the special interest provisions that like barnacles on a on the hull of a ship and we had 97 to three, we passed a bill that got rid of all the special interest provisions lower tax rates. And John, what Biden is doing is the opposite, right? He's raising the tax rates and now it's a feeding frenzy. I mean, have you ever seen a lobbying frenzy like what's going on right now in Washington?
3: Well, you know, the Biden people claim in the end, all of this will lead to economic growth. I'm afraid the only, <laughs> thing it's, the only growth it's going to encourage is the growth of the K Street lobbying community oh, and the Beltway sure. bandits.
1: Yeah, we should, that's what uh, what uh, Donald Trump affectionately called the swamp, right? And this bill is a bill that the swamp would love. This is remember,
3: remember the problem with sending people to Washington, Steve? They, they go determined to drain the swamp in Washington, and then they decide it makes a great hot tub instead.
1: Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Or uh, another way to put that is people come to Washington to do good, and they end up doing very well. (laughs) And I think this bill is a, you know, this is a horrid bill. Uh, John, I got 30 seconds left. Summarize your thoughts about where things stand with this. Can it be defeated? As you know, I'm leading a coalition to kill the bill. Uh, Some people say it's hopeless. I don't think it is. What say you?
3: Well, uh, there's outside events that can convince Democrats that they're really in trouble if they pass this. The Virginia governor's race is November 2nd. Uh, The race is very close. I I believe if Glenn Youngkin becomes the governor of Virginia, he's the Republican, that will send a message to Democrats that the blue state is swinging away
1: from them. And if they pass this monstrosity, it will swing even further away from them, and so will other states. John, uh, in just a final few seconds, don't forget there is another governor's race that is pretty high profile that a lot of people aren't paying attention to. And that's one that our listeners are following as close as they are Virginia. That's New Jersey. I saw some polls that show that Murphy only has a four or five percentage point advantage. Nobody even knows who his opponent is.
3: I understand that. I I think the odds are better in Virginia, but Democrats have to be looking over their shoulders on both states right now.
1: There you go. That's John Fund. He is... uh, the brilliant writer at National Review. He works with me at the Committee on Least Prosperity. He uh, was one of the famous editorial writers at the Wall Street Journal. John Funk, thank you so much for joining us. I'm taking your calls. In two minutes, as soon as we come back, I'm saying that Biden is trying to kill the goose that lays the golden eggs. If you agree with me, I wanna hear from you. If you disagree with me, I wanna hear from you. But I think this is a critical moment for the United States of America. The More Money Hotline, write this down, call in right now, because we right now we have two lines open, 1-800-848-9222, 800-848-9222, or 1-800-848-WABC, You'll listen to More Money, we'll be right back with your calls and your thoughts in one minute and a half.
2: It's More Money with leading economist, Steve Moore. Now, here's your host, Steve Moore. Hi folks, welcome
1: back. It is a splendid, marvelous, glorious day all over the East Coast. So uh, in about 10 or 15 minutes when when we're done with the More Money show, I hope that you get out and get on your bike Go! I, I'm gonna to try to play some golf or to play some tennis or take your kids out, go for a walk in Central Park if you live in New York. Uh, this is one of those days you just feel great to be alive. I'm looking out the window and see the beautiful colors. We don't quite have the fall foliage yet, but it is coming in the weeks ahead. So uh, get out, because fresh air and sunlight are the best way to protect yourself from COVID and other health problems. So, okay, speaking of health, I'm saying the health of the American economy is under assault. From Donald J. from from not Donald J. Trump. Trump fixed our economy. He made America great again. Now we're not, we're making America not so great with the massive mistakes that Joe Biden is making. He wants to I'm gonna, before I get to Tony, our first caller from Brooklyn, I wanna say this. Biden has, I'm gonna add these numbers up. He has a six trillion dollar federal budget, you know, the budget that we pass every year. That's six trillion. Earlier this year, he passed a 1.9 trillion dollar spending bill. That was the blue state bailout bill that not one single Republican voted for. Quite correctly, because we already have money in the pipe from from uh, Trump's COVID relief bills. Then he wants a 1 trillion dollar so-called infrastructure bill, which is green energy bill. It's just a subsidy to people who buy Teslas, and it's a subsidy for the wind and solar industry, and it kills our uh, our uh, main energy industry, which is coal and oil and gas and nuclear power. And then he wants $5 trillion more for his, what I call the great society II. Uh John Fund just called it the budget blowout bill. So add those numbers up, five plus six, plus one, plus two, that's like twelve. I lost count. I think it's like twelve or thirteen trillion dollars. These people are insane. They're going to bankrupt our country. So I want to hear what you all have to say about this. Uh, Tony from Brooklyn, you're up first. I think we're bankrupting the country. What do you say, Tony?
0: Hey, buddy. Um, I think I think that this country is going to become a massive version of what happened to Detroit. The government is out or blood against corporations. They're going to tax corporations and the people that are able to benefit the country out of oblivion. The companies are basically going to go overseas and create these massive, complex uh,
1: corporations
0: so that by the time they are taxed, it's a very minimal amount.
1: Okay. So this is a great point. Tony, thank you for calling in. Great point. Look, I, one of the things that really worries me about this is that under Trump, as you all know, I helped uh, write that Trump tax bill. We lowered our taxes not because we love corporations and we love corporate America. It's because we wanted American companies that are located here in the United States, whether it's in Tennessee or Texas or California or Maine or New York. We want the jobs here in America. We don't want to send the, America, the jobs to Mexico or you know uh, uh, you know uh, Brazil or China. Or Japan, or Indonesia, or India. We want the country, the jobs here, and the way to do that is to have the factories built here by making sure that our taxes are lower than other other countries. I'm not saying taxes are the only thing. We've got the best workers in the world, so there's an obvious reason to be here. We have political stability. We have all sorts of advantages. But under this tax bill, the tax on American small businesses will be the highest taxes in the world. Gonna, why would we do that? That's like sticking a gun in our own back. It, it just makes no sense to me. I think we are in great danger of our economic recovery with a with a multi-trillion dollar tax increase. Now, they also want to tax death. They want to tax small businesses when they're passed on from one generation to the next. Hell no! Hell no! I think about people like my father, who built his whole spent his whole life building a business. And now, you know, when he dies, he died a few years ago. But it, but if you were alive today, the government take half of it away from from him in his grave. That's crazy. What about somebody like John Katz? John Katz Amides is one of my heroes. He's the guy who started out with not much. He wasn't rich. He wasn't born with a silver spoon in his mouth very few of the successful people in the country today were born with a silver spoon in his mouth most people who are really successful are people who built themselves up from either the lower classes or the middle class and they they used america's You know, the education that we provide and the know how and his grit and determination. He started some grocery stores. Now he is incredibly successful. He feeds New York. He has more grocery stores than anyone else. He now has a media conglomerate, including Talk Radio 77, WABC. He's an energy. He's creating thousands, tens of thousands of jobs. Why in the world do we want to demonize somebody like John Katzimedes? What he has done for the charities in New York, what he has done. For uh, building up the, uh, the park and all of the services that he has provided to the people of New York. Why in the world is he a villain? They should have a statue to people like John Katsimides, who have done so much for the city of New York, the state of New York, and for the America. And almost all of our millionaires and billionaires are not. Look, I'm not saying every millionaire and billionaire is a saint, and sometimes people do make money in nefarious ways. Uh, in criminal activities, and obviously we should get at them. And by the way, I do believe that Joe Biden is right. The rich should pay their fair share. But I wanna tell you this, folks. I wanna say this loud and clear. The richest 1% in America, the top one in 100, they pay 41 to 42% of the income tax. 1% pay almost half the income tax. By the way, take the top 5%, okay? The top 5% pay well over half of the income tax. And in fact, they pay close to 60% of the income tax. The top 10% pay 80%. The bottom 50%, people below the medium income in the United States, they pay about three or 4% of the income tax. So don't tell me we don't have a system where the rich aren't paying their fair share. Now, are there some rich people who get away with not paying tax? Yeah, there are. Are there some corporations that get away with paying no tax? Yeah, there are. I hate that. I don't want that. I think everybody should pay their fair share, but the way you do that is get rid of the loopholes in the tax system. Don't raise the rates, eliminate the loopholes. Right now, you can. I got steam coming to my ears right now. I am so angry about this, folks, because I've worked on tax policy for 35 years. I know the tax code. The worst thing you can do is add in all these special interest carve-outs. And as I just said with Don, John Fun, What we are doing right now is seeing a lobbying frenzy. It's like a smorgasbord table. Come to the table, get anything you want. People grabbing this and that and everything if you're invited to the party. How do you get invited to the party? Well, apparently what you do is write million dollar checks to the Democratic Party and you write checks for Schumer and you write checks for Pelosi and you write checks for the Democratic National Committee and you write checks for Kamala Harris and Joe Biden. That's called pay or play. That's called corruption. That's called graft. They are giving tax breaks to their contributors, for God's sake. And that is not America. That's the system of the mob. That's the system of the mafia. That's the system they have in communist countries, where if you're part of the, you know, of, of the great, you know, communist cabal, you get all the special interest favors. If you're just a regular person who's not part of the political process, you get shafted. And folks, the more money lesson for the day is we want a system where people make money by what they produce and what they, what the services and the goods and the products they provide that we as Americans buy. Nobody puts a gun to our heads and says, we have to buy this product or that product. If you don't like Campbell's soup, you don't have to buy it. If you don't want, like Google, you don't have to use Google. But when government is in charge, they're the ones who decide who gets the special interest favors and i find that to be despicable i am so sick of this and then for trump to i mean biden because <laughs> i love trump boy do i miss that guy i wish he were back in the white house and the guy's not perfect but he always put america first i don't think this this administration is putting america first i think they're putting their donors first and when he goes out there and says and i know we're running out of time folks they're going to probably blast me off the air but i got to say this when donald when, when, when Joe Biden says, we're doing what we're doing for the working class of America, that is a bunch of baloney. You don't, this isn't for the working class of America. This is for the special interests in Washington, the campaign contributors who made the Democratic win this year possible. I want politics out of the marketplace. I want people who produce and the hard workers of America to benefit, not the politicians. That's my lesson for the day. Sorry to get out of my soapbox today, but you can tell I'm angry because this bill is dangerous. It's dangerous to our country. We don't need $5 trillion more debt, more taxes. We need, as my good friend um, Steve Forbes would say, what we want from government right now is less of it, not more of it, and we want less taxes, and we want a system that works for every American, whether you're rich, poor, black, yellow green orange i don't care what your color is i don't care what your religion is this is america anybody can succeed let us not destroy the american dream and let us not kill the goose that lays the golden eggs which is our free enterprise system steve moore talk radio wabc more money see you guys next week have a great great weekend
2: stop ED is no laughing matter. This could be caused from low T, high blood pressure, or diabetes. Elevate Wellness can help. Forty percent of men over 40 have experienced this. Make the call to Elevate Wellness now. 973-354-2276. 973-354-2276. The office visit is only $99 and includes exam, blood work, test dose, and consultation. Call Elevate Wellness. 973 354 2276 or elevate